Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stand Up Tragedy podcast. My name's Dave, and I'm your host. Now, I'm not in Edinburgh anymore. In fact, I'm recording this in my bed because uh, I'm exhausted from my Edinburgh experience. So, I don't know if that will bring a new quality to this introduction, to this narration, but who knows? But Stand Up Tragedy Daily is still coming out all of the way through the Edinburgh Festival 2013. And all of the performers that we'll be bringing to you were recorded in our show at the Fiddler's Elbow up as part of the PBH Free Fringe. And we're also going to have other recordings from up in Edinburgh. And all of those performers, like everything that Stand Up Tragedy brings to you, will be doing tragedy. We're a variety night. We have comedy, music, drama, spoken word, storytelling, cabaret acts, all of those things. The only requirements are that they're good and that they do something tragic. So here's a funny, frantic, tragic performance from comedian James Ross. He did some new material for Stand Up Tragedy, which is great because we love new ideas and we love it when artists engage in the theme of our evenings. Producer Bryony sat down and spoke to James before his performance about what it's like being at the Edinburgh Festival. Uh, my name is James Ross. I'm a stand-up and improviser. Um, I am doing a show, uh, Ross vs. Violet, Pistols at 3.55pm, uh, which is a split hour of stand-up with a couple of uh, improv bits and pieces um, at 3.55pm at the Voodoo Rooms uh, French Quarter, uh, not Tuesdays. Um, I, I hear it's a tour de force and superb. And three weeks, I've given it four stars, described it as freaking genius, and um, also said that we have the most verbose set of willy jokes in fringe history, which is um, one for the tombstone. Um, so yeah, split hour of stand-up, various bits and pieces um, uh, we have kind of different styles uh, I'm quite shouty and start off observation and go weird and um, Steve is a bit more oh, puppies oh, kittens oh, sunshine flowers skipping along the merry lanes because uh, he's from New Zealand where nothing bad happens ever apart from earthquakes and the occasional rugby upset um, so there you go yeah. so, to me, so you're a comedian mm-hmm. do people genuinely assume that you're a happy person would you describe yourself as generally quite positive <laughs> Um, tricky. Uh, people assume that like everybody who does comedy is lovely, happy all the time, unless their stage persona is like, oh, I'm relentlessly negative and hate all things. I am um, this shriveled, desiccated husk of misanthropy. Um, I'm not quite sure how people perceive my stage persona. It kind of varies. I've got some bits which are sort of, you know, super cheery, happy. Come along, come along for the merry trip. Come on, we're going to have loads of fun. Come on, let's have some organised fun. Because you can't have fun without organisation. Um, that's how it works. Spontaneous, spontaneity must be rigorously disciplined. There must be spreadsheets. Um, but there is the sort of the, the, the kind of the tears of the clown aspect. Um, so obviously I have a rich inner life um, full of suffering, full of, full of torment. That's me. I'm a very conflicted person. Was there differences between the way that you would handle tragedy on stage and off stage then? Um, hmm, let me see. How do you mean handling tragedy on stage? Do you mean as part of material? Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, then I would engage with it. I'd embrace it. I'd, uh, I'd peck it gently on the cheek, uh, meet it eye to eye. I uh, would stare deeply at each other, um, see into each other's souls. Uh, then as our bodies intertwined, I think we would uh, we'd have a long, lingering kiss. And as we gradually grappled our way to the floor, I think we'd fully engage with each other. Uh, that would be my stage approach. Um, in private life, I think I'd just get sad. That's probably it, really come up with an action plan 
because you know that's better than inactivity but that's about it I think no no okay in that case well what did you first think when Stand Up Tragedy asked you to do a set for us I I thought thanks Dave that's nice of you cheers Dave Ah, oh, lovely Dave. Dave's a lovely man. Um, he's got quite short hair at the moment, so you can rub his head for luck. So that's principally what I'm going to be doing after the show. Um, I know. Well, I'm, I'm going to be knocking off that prophylactic layer. We're going to have unprotected head rubbing. It's a, it's a risk. I'm willing to take that risk for Dave for the amount of luck that will be uh, shot through my fingers. Showbiz like that. He's got a very showbiz head. Give it a bit of a ruffle. That's what I'm going to do. Run my fingers through it. It's like the down of a puppy. Have you done the Fringe before? I have. This is my fourth consecutive Fringe with the PBH Free Fringe. I uh, did a couple of shows with um, kind of uni and immediate post-uni groups. And I've been a couple of times at the Punter. I think this is my eighth Fringe, if you count them all together. Um, How would you describe the Fringe as a place for sharing ideas, tragedy, comedy, everything? Oh, crikey. Um, in terms of sharing ideas, uh, that's fine. It's not theft. It's crowdsourcing. That's what it is. Crowdsourcing. Yeah, it's I'm finding it's found found material that's what it is yeah no plagiarism it's fine um yeah no it's a big lovely um share bank outing I mean I, I always kind of think of um the Edinburgh Festival as um more of a sort of it's a lot like a kind of like a wakes holiday um for the London comedy scene like um you know once upon a time when the north actually made something um apart from you know post-industrial alienation um and higher suicide rates um then um you know you used to get like a whole mill town would kind of up sticks decamp to the seaside for a couple of weeks and then pop down uh, there and it's exactly like that for the London comedy scene it's really nice I can just kind of walk out the station within 20 minutes I've bumped into half a dozen people I know hello hello how's it going How's it going? Oh, we've sold nothing. Oh, I'm so sad. What's going on? Uh, Why well, I'm going to lose six grand. Well, you should come and do a free friend show then, shouldn't you, really? Mm, well, mm, learn the hard way. Um, so, yes. I mean, Edinburgh is, yeah, while also being a wakes holiday, it is also basically a machine for turning um, desperate hopes um, into money for promoters. Um, so, yeah. That's the tragic aspect, I think. Um, but, you know, that's the tragic aspect of real life, is exploitation by the oppressive owners of the means of production, dot, dot, dot. Um, and that there's, Edinburgh is no stranger to that phenomenon. Um, so that's why organisations like the PBH Free Fringe are so wonderful and important. Um, they allow performers to come up here and um, share what they're doing with a lovely, lovely audience um, without having to, you know... Um, sell a kidney or go back on the game or whatever so um you know that's quite handy so um everybody listening should go and out and see every pbh free fringe show ever 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 because uh, it's one of organizations sorted uh, sifted by quality um and it's all, all lovely and hooray so go and do those things let's all kill ourselves now let's bring on the comedian thanks dave appreciate that i think about the university of life as like suicide rate <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, my name is James Rosner. It's a gentleman. I'm nominally a comedian. Um, I'm also the answer to the question, what would the predator look like if you ran away to join the circus? <laughs> Other acceptable jokes my parents would include, and this is going to work great on the podcast, why have they squished together all four members of Queen on one face? <laughs> <laughs> Self-knowledge is a terrible thing. Um, and I had no idea Sideshow Bob grew up in Liverpool in the 1970s. <laughs> Um, I am missing my voice, ladies and gents. Um, I am going to tell you some, some true tales from my life, uh, rather than a little bit of material as well. Um, and the first thing I'll oh, yes. 
Um, I, for many years, um, I kind of have a big background um, in um, like improv stuff. So coming on stage for lots of people, just making stuff up. Oh my god, oh my god. And this is the best possible way to beat a fear response out of you. Like I no longer really have a proper adrenal response. Like I kind of crossed the road without kind of looking both ways the other day. And I said, if you can imagine, that's just kind of first, the, the, the edge of the stage here was like the curb, and there's a big lorry coming around here, so I'm kind of like, no, this thing, this thing. Um, and my little dream world, because um, I'm rich in a life, so I'm thinking about my own thoughts, la 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 la. Oh no, Poof, massive lorry, straight in front of me, like, ah, oh, that's fine. It's what a normal person would normally go, ah, it's a massive shock, what's going on with this, sir? And I was like, I'm not plus about this experience. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Have a seat. It's fine. Come in through the front row. Um, so that was that. Um, yes. The tragic tale I was going to tell you, ladies and gents, first of all, is um, the tale of. Um, oh, this is the actual tragedy. Um, this is the tale of how I lost my virginity. And not an enjoyable experience. It's kind of fine for not so much for me. Um, I was um, 17, ladies and gentlemen, callow, youth of 17, uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Um, at the end of the show, I will pass around uh, my driving license, which has a young, fresh-faced lad on it of 17, eyes full of hope, twinkling, twinkling, a wet nose, shiny hair. I look like a, a puppy, a well-nourished puppy. <laughs> adorable one, I, I, a copper spaniel. Uh, no pun intended, given the content of this anecdote. Um, yes, and I was at a jolly teenager's party. You know, it's a jolly teenager's party. The parents have gone away! Everyone, quick! In! Quick as booze! Okay, let's do some sums. Okay, so this bottle of wine costs £3.23 a bottle, and it's 12.5%. Fine, okay, so this cider, it's 2 litres, and it's 6% a bottle. Quick, 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 quick. Oh, it's a pound. Okay, fine, right, take that one. Chop, 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 chop. Ah, it's sensible. Lying down. Ah, drinking, drinking, drinking. Stairs, stairs, stairs. Abandoned fridge, abandoned drinks cabinet. Ah, gorge, gorge, gorge. It take, it take, it take. Drink, drink, drink. That's a snake. You're sorry, on the roof. Great, fantastic. That was, that was this party, so this brightest teenage parties. Should, should, should we dig the toilet out of the bathroom with hammers? Fantastic! Yeah, check it upstairs! Superb! Boom, 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 boom. Um, so it was rather like that. Um, and I, of course, was sort of a kind of nervous uh, version of 17, so I'm like, yeah, fine, I'm here, I'm totally cool, I'm having a great time, I'm casually drunk, but only cashless, it's fine. Fine to not drive, which I still can't do yet, because I only have a provisional license at this stage, I'm totally willing to support my own weight, it's totally fine. So that was me at the stage, playing it cool, playing it cool, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's totally fine, it's totally fine. Um, and my, my then girlfriend, uh, a lovely young lady with a very similar hat to mine, who is now a qualified biochemist, which is alarming, um, is, um, to start, she's, uh, she's a bit older than me, you know, because, uh, you know, it was, um, I've always had this thing, like, um, uh, as a child, and with uh, sort of very generous middle-class uh, parents who are sort of like, oh, you know, you want to get on, you want to improve, you want to stretch you mentally. Um, so they'd always give me a Lego set that had an age restriction a couple of years higher, and I kind of implemented that with my romantic life um, <laughs> later on. Um, so it was that kind of logic. Um, which is a bit older than me, a bit more experienced, so that's fine. So we're kind of there at this party with the drinking and 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 the drinking. And I was like, ah, hello, 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 young lady, you're very nice. Um, kiss, kiss, kiss. Ah, no, you're a young man, you're a very nice. Kiss, kiss, kiss. I can't do her voice very well. It's not just that we had, like, you know, that much in common. Um, yes, so, uh, just uh, drink, 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 and one thing leads to another. And the party is getting more righteous and chaotic and gradually getting more subtle and more relaxed. And she's getting gradually more subtle and relaxed. Like, ah, oh, well, you know. So she's there, kind of, you know, ready to sort of, you know, Pluck my nervous cherry. Um, and uh, this being an abandoned house, of course we were abandoned, <laughs> parents have left. 
Uh, she just kind of takes me upstairs, gently by the hand. I'm a little bit nervous about this, a little bit nervous experience. Old woman with fantastic hair. Um, and <laughs> a sexy voice, which I can imitate so perfectly well. Just one thing to upstairs, take upstairs. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of word actually circulates around the party that this is happening. So we're kind of upstairs. And this is the parents' room. Because these are sensible 21st century parents, they've got a lock on their door. That's fine, so we can be in there, we're safe, it's fine. We're not going to be directly interrupted by people like barging in. You know, there's not going to be, not, there's not going to be a sort of a battering around scenario and that people are going to mob us or anything. It's fine. We're just like lock the door, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, so we're here. Like, oh, it's a sensible mood lighting, it's really nice. Oh, big nice, close your it's going to be like, no, this, is, this is fine. This is going to be the magical experience that I always hope for. It's going to be the magical experience you've always hoped for. It's going to be the magical experience. Okay, it's fine. Okay, it's going to be okay. Word downstairs has gradually circulated that these things are happening. And there's some sort of nervousness, and like, I can kind of hear a bit more of a, like, the party is quite riotous. Um, and uh, I am going to have to go so much more quickly on this, I'm going to I thought I was going to do, so I'm so rambling. Um, the, uh, this is our, um, yes, so, uh, edit this bit out for the podcast. Um, big noisy riotous party. I am suddenly alarmed, because in my back of my mind's ear, I can hear things have gone suddenly quiet. That's not an ominous sign at all. It's going to be completely fine. It's completely fine. So I'm relaxing into the moment, trying to feel romantically sweet. Like, ah, staring deeply into her, the limpid pools of her eyes. Staring deeply into the limpid pools of my eyes. I'm going to be magic experience. I'm going to be Okay, fine. A little bit nervous, a little bit nervous. So there's a little bit of things. Yeah, it's fine. No, I'm completely fine with this. I'm completely fine. No, I'm, I'm totally relaxed. I'm cool there. I'm cool there. I'm cool there. Experienced older lady. I'm absolutely fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Um, then there is the sound of some scraping and some dragging. And this is the noise of a man who is now a senior political correspondent for a major national newspaper, <laughs> clambering up the stairs, blind drunk. I do mean blind drunk, as in like, you know, ah, this is all my senses, that's fine, I'm, I'm confusing all of my senses for the other. I think I can hear touches. I'm moving myself along with my lips, clambering up on his elbows, up the stairs, one stair at a time. And he's banging on the door, banging on the door, banging on the door, and, and just incoherently heckling me <laughs> through the door. Come on, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be fine. Come on, relax, relax, yes, lads, 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 knock, 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 knock on the door. And this is quite disquieting. She's like, oh, it's fine, I'm fine, and she's like, it's, it's fine, don't worry about it, it's gonna be a beautiful magical experience. It's gonna be a beautiful magical experience, it's gonna be absolutely fine, beautiful magical experience, drink, vodka. <laughs> Much better, thank you. Beautiful magic experience, beautiful magic experience, beautiful magic experience. Fine. Word circulates further. Also, the, the sultry echoing tones of this man are filtered down to the party. Word has circulated even further, leading to a, a second prong for this assault as a number of friends, in inverted commas of mine, scale the outside of the house up the rose trellises and start banging on the fucking windows with pans, pots.
Two minutes. Oh, God, I've got nothing to do with Oh, um, yes, one thing. Um, I'm occasionally um, asked um, what it's like to kiss a man with a moustache, if you're a fan of moustache. Um, to be honest, I don't really know, because I'm usually a lot more on the supply side of that particular question. <laughs> Um, but the best answer to that question I ever had um, was from a former lover of mine, a bisexual lady, um, who said that it's much like going down on a lady with a vagina shaped like a face. <laughs> and I think I'll leave you with that. Um, I've been James Ross, and I'm doing split hour stand-up um, with Mrs. Steve Vilich at the Voodoo Rooms at 3.55pm. I totally have some flyers, it's my dad tomorrow. Come see me on Wednesday. Uh, thank you very much. James is up in Edinburgh doing his show. He's one half of Ross versus Vyoch at the Voodoo Rooms at 3.55pm. It's a free show. It's part of the Free Fringe. So go along and see them do their comedy. He also does improv. In the past, he's done improv and he's done stand-up and he's a very creative and interesting comic performer. The show has been called Batshit Insane. And it got four stars in Broadway Baby and three weeks. So definitely go along and see it. While we were in Edinburgh, the Stand Up Tragedy team were collecting the most tragic moments from the audiences that came to our shows and from the general punters who'd come up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. We ran around on the streets trying to record them there. We recorded them everywhere we could find them. Tragedy as everybody knows, can be found everywhere. I guess what's tragic is um, all the people handing out their little pamphlets trying to get everybody's, uh, everybody to come to their show. And then, then we have set up right next to them these bins for everybody to throw them out. I mean, they, they have them up there so that because they know that everybody's not really hanging on to this. People are taking time coming up with a nice pamphlet. Um, and we have to have these special bins just because they know that everybody's going to toss them out you know immediately after that's pretty tragic i think yeah uh, people just ignoring you constantly 24 7 um that's just tragic oh yeah once i was trying to give a flyer to a girl um on the road and she ran out into the road in a like massive curve to avoid me as if she would rather risk death than take a flyer from me that was quite tragic i just felt really like rejected my tragic moment at the fringe was that the show I was going to, I couldn't get to because the bus gets stuck in Princess Street, the volume of traffic, so I couldn't get to the show. James also had a brilliant tragic moment for us too, so let's have a listen to James Ross's tragic moment. A chap we're sharing a flat with um, who will remain nameless, but he is the producer of sketch group Casual Violence, managed to chip his tooth on a slice of cold, damp pizza and has brushed himself off to emergency dental surgery. Thank you, NHS. So that's one tragic thing. I have another tragic thing. Um, okay, so I'm um, kind of running around the voodoo rooms doing kind of front of housing bits and pieces because there's loads of great acts on there. Superb. You should go and see absolutely all of them, ideally at once, because it's a festival for the senses, including touch, if you're not careful. Um, and uh, so I'm kind of, oh, obviously, come and see my show, come and see my show, but also come and see this amazing show and this amazing show and this amazing show. Um, and uh, one night when I was uh, kind of coming back um, uh, past the voodoo rooms on my way home, um, I saw a couple of lovely young ladies um, who we had... Um, 
you know, persuaded into the show and they'd come and seen us. They were like, oh, this was going packed with my uh, comedy partner, uh, Mr. Steve Vilich. Um, and uh, they kind of you know, saluted us as we came around the corner. Oh, it's comedy people, you're lovely. Oh, we'd love to share. It's really funny. Oh, I'd love to. It was great. It's great. It's lovely. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Um, I paraphrase, but that's, that's the thrust of what they said. Um, and uh, they said, oh, yeah, we loved your show. We loved your show. But, but that one that you recommended to us, that one that you recommended, that was, that was shit. I hated it. It was awful. It was terrible. I, I, I hate you now. It's oh, dreadful. I, I scored some amazing Coke yesterday, and I was going to give you some, but then I went and see that show, and now no, no Coke for you. Oh, disappointing. I'm not quite sure what we would do if we did get a wrap of Coke in the bucket. Um, probably dispose of it politely. That's totally what we would do. So there we go. So that's my second tragic moment of the Fringe. Uh, I'm sure there would be more. And we were also collecting and sharing tragic moments online using Twitter and the hashtag tragic moments. And we'd still love you to share your tragic moments. So use the hashtag tragic moments if you're up at the festival or if you're listening far away from the festival and we will retweet them and reshare them on our social networking platforms. And where you can find us in the social networking stratosphere is at Stand Up For Tragedy on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're both a person and something you can like. You can find more about everything that we do on our website, www.standuptragedy.co.uk. And now, the tragedy is over.
This podcast was produced by Bryony Hawkins with audio production from Stephen Harvey. The music comes from Sam Wilkinson, who you can email at radiojuan at gmail.com. The rest of the music was produced by George Brufton, written by the Reactionaries with added bagpipes from Vaughan Granding. I'm Dave, I'm your host, and tragedy is once again over. Stand up tragedy.